NDP MPP Saul Mamakwa joins us on the show. We always enjoy our conversations, but this is an important day, a very real day. And Saul makes this time for us and you, the Toronto Today audience, to talk about issues in his riding, in the Indigenous landscape, and whether or not we're moving towards a better place. Is it one step forward, one step back sometimes? We'll talk to Saul about all of that next. I think we're further along in the conversation. I know you you made the point yesterday saying um, without you can't reconcile without truth. So I think we're getting to the point where the truth is being taught in our schools. The truth is more in conversations that people like me are having with our parents uh, and, and talking about what was missed, what wasn't spotted, what people turned a blind eye to intentionally or not. So I think we're even further along than we were last year. And we've got to keep digging and getting at this year by year. Yes, uh, certainly. I think uh, we moved, uh, you know, um, a needle a bit, uh, you know, the, uh, the reconciliation needle, uh, just because of the uh, the visit from the uh, the historic uh, penitential uh, pilgrimage to Canada by Pope Francis, and and I think uh, you know that moved uh, a needle a little bit just because of the uh, uh, you know that visit itself, uh, the apology itself, and but. Uh, we have to understand that there's uh, challenges uh, which lie ahead of our uh, collective journey to healing, uh, to reconciliation, but uh, and also eventual forgiveness. And and I think that's um, uh, you know uh, the people that saw that uh, is only a first step into a, a long journey together. So mm. yeah, today. Uh, Again, is uh, Orange Shirt Day. It's a national day for truth and reconciliation. You know, uh, this is the second uh, uh, year that we've had, uh, and that's a time to um, reflect. I read your statement yeah. from yesterday. I always think of you as a politician that wants to to do do things rather than just say things. And and the machinery of government, the machinery of politics gets in the way of that um, sometimes. And, and I'm sure you worry and I worry. There's too many people into um, the world of politics that would prefer to say things as opposed to doing things. But you make the point yesterday, admitting to wrongdoing in the face of undeniable evidence is not reconciliation. Performative acts of apology are not reconciliation. And, and you're right, the Pope being here made a difference to people. Maybe that was something unthinkable that was going to happen last September at this time. But it's but it's not everything. We need to know more. We need you know records. We need uh, we need to make sure that that we understand exactly what was done, as opposed to just a, a blanket apology. Yes, I think that that there's not there needs to be uh, more done uh, in here in the province of Ontario, but also the uh, uh, this country of Canada. Uh, and I think uh, if we go back to the uh, the truth and reconciliation calls to action. If you read those uh, nine to four calls to action, you you will see how the opportunities uh, that are there to invest uh, in those uh, you know calls to action. And uh, I think that you know I think the political will uh, has not been there to invest in the, those action items. So, and I think uh, again we have to understand too, like here in Ontario, we haven't like some. Um, the, there were 18 sites in um, uh, Indian residential school sites in Ontario. And, uh, you know, I think uh, the one in uh, uh, Mohawk College, uh, I mean, in New Brantford is the one yeah. that has 
started searching, but uh, you know, we we're still searching, and and I think that there's so much we can do, and uh, uh, with regards to uh, you know just saying things, and and then I think uh, you want to be able to change the trajectory of the thinking of the people that make these decisions and uh, across Canada, across uh, the municipalities, across uh, the regions, uh, the governments as well, right? Like, and I think that's mm-hmm. the intent of sometimes of my messaging. NDP MPP Salma Makwa, kind enough to join us. Um, you're right. Seven years ago, the, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission federally releases its final report, and there's 94 calls to action. And it's been documented. We've covered about 10% of those calls. And even Mark, you know, when Mark Miller says this is moving too slowly, he's right. Um, what gets it moving faster? What expedites some of these calls to action? What It's more than just political will, isn't it? Although that's a big part of it. Well, I think that's one of the things, too, is, uh, you know, uh, they have to, that political will has to come with uh, some resourcing and investing into those calls to action. And I know uh, sometimes uh, politicians say the good words that they people need to hear, that they put us in the same, they think in the same place where, where, whereby they talk about colonialism, where they talk about oppression and how it impacts the, the, the lives and the health of Indigenous people in this case. Uh, so... But that's what uh, it's been. It's been done before, whereby uh, you know colonial uh, systems, colonial governments have continued to say that. And, but I think uh, again, actions are more uh, uh, actions and uh, resources are what we need into these investments. And so we come, so we can come together as a, you know, uh, as a better, uh, a better Ontario, a better uh, Canada, uh, essentially a better, a better Canada, and a, a better society. That's. That's what we all need here. And then we're all after the same. We're all after the same thing. Some may view this as a loaded question, but it's a really honest question for you. And I've thought about it. Is this now a better time with what we're acknowledging, with how we're moving forward for a young indigenous person, maybe in your riding, maybe where I live? Is this a better time? Maybe, unfortunately, there's not there's not a lot of great things to compare it to. Is it one of the better times that we can think of to be young and indigenous and and independent and knowing the whole world is in front of you and so many more people want to help people achieve their goals and dreams. Are we in a much better place than we have been in previous decades? I think uh, acknowledging, uh, you know, uh, acknowledging the Indian residential schools and and its intergenerational impacts uh, is one piece, but I think uh, we have to understand we have to understand that there's still uh, uh, oppressive and colonial systems, policies, uh, and actions that keep on happening. And you know, like I, I still have uh, 14 long-term boil water advisories in my riding. And you know, is that a better time? I don't know. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's uh, it, that's a very uh, you know loaded question. And um, you know, and I think uh, we need to be able to uh, come to understand on and the backyard of Canada on what's happening, whereby some of the First Nations are living in third world conditions. And I think we have to acknowledge that as well. Oh, yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, uh, it is like, it is a, it is a better time than, you know, uh, what we say 10 years ago, a little bit, just, just, uh, you know, just a needle, you know, like I think it's about, it's not about stepping forward, but it's about changing the, where you're looking like, um, you know, 
changing the trajectory of the thinking of looking, um, you know, about uh, three, four degrees or whatever, like uh, that, that is changing. I think if uh, I always say that uh, when I, I do these interviews, because if I can change one person's mind or at least not change, but at least uh, made a, some, somebody's made aware, uh, and if I can change uh, one person's uh, uh, awareness of uh, Indian residential schools and its impacts, I think I would have made change, and that's how I, and that's why I do interview these kind of type of interviews. When you tell me there's 14 boil water advisories, I'm not shocked, and I should be, Saul. I should, if I told you there were 14 boil water advisories where I live, you'd be shocked. So I should be shocked that there are where you are, and it's wrong that I'm not. And it's an absolute, yeah, it's it's a bucket of of water to the face of all of us that this is still the case. So yeah, we all want to provide better for our children than our parents were able to provide. That's always the goal when you are a kid moving into the next generation. And there must be parents looking at their kids right now going, I, you know, it's not getting done and there's nothing I can do about it. And it's terrible. That's that's, that's wrong. Yes, exactly. And I think that's, uh, you know, just imagine if uh, <laughs> where you live, just imagine if, uh, you know, two or three blocks did not have uh, uh, clean drinking water for like decades and uh, you know I, the longest one mm. is at uh, uh, on its 28th year and um, I was talking to this uh, you know, young mother up in the north and uh, you know like she's having to buy water bottled water yeah. for her two-year-old boy to bathe bathe him and to for the skin, skin to clear up and you know and that's something that people don't know that it's happening today in, in Ontario and in, in Canada it's a it's a different Canada. It's a different Ontario, it seems. It shouldn't go It shouldn't go on this long. It shouldn't go on much longer. It shouldn't go on another day longer. And this is why, again, I thank you for making the time for our show. I want to have more conversations on more days of the week, in more months of the year than obviously just today. Thanks for, uh, for your trust and, and for you coming on our show every time. You're always welcome. Miigwech uh, for having me. Thank you. NDP MPP Saul Mamakwa 